WeWork. Oh, I love WeWork. That's what a Smodco offices are, man. Smodco's at WeWork. Oh, WeWork, man. They'll take all kinds. They take Kevin Smith's. They'll take on all comers, man. Anybody that wants to work without necessarily opening up their own office, renting square footage and stuff like that, man. Oh, the way WeWork works is amazing. You get some space amongst a bunch of other people. They got full working kitchens. So you can sit there, you can drink wine if you're into it, man. You got, they got that on tap, beer, um, sodas, bring in food. It's crazy. Like, I never, back in the day, I was always, like, hell-bent on getting an office, the Vuesque office, later on Spodco office, you know, because it's like, I, I want a clubhouse. So that's what grown-ups do when they have a business. They have a business office and stuff. Um, you do that at WeWork, you share it with a bunch of other individuals like yourself. You're not paying ridiculous rent. You're getting sweet space, man. You're all working together. You meet people, you network. It's great, great idea and a great place to work, man. WeWork is almost everywhere and it's grown fast. Vancouver, Atlanta, Poland, Australia, and 20 other countries, over 270 locations, man. It's WeWork, son. WeWork. You want to get in on some of the WeWork action? Get up to 20% off at WeWork. Go to my page at we.co slash Kevin. We.co slash Kevin. That's we.co slash Kevin, man. We work. You need some space? You want to get to work? Guess what? We work. Hit me! Yeah, I have no idea what episode number it is. You've got to throw some cold water on this situation. Start talking about nerd stuff. You know, nerd culture is mainstream now. So when you use the word nerd derogatorily, it means you're the one that's out of the zeitgeist. <laughs> This is NetHeads with Will Wilkins and Trent Hunsaker. It's a tech podcast. Tech podcast. But we are a ton cooler than your typical geek. Giving you the info you need to achieve mega nerd status. Mega nerd status. NetHeads. 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 You guys rock. And now, here's Will and Trent. No one listens to the radio. I wasn't even listening. I was listening to podcasts. Podcasts are great. Radio's boring. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another very special edition of NetHeads. My name is Will Sands Trent today, in case you're wondering. Uh, between his illness, or my illness, and now his hernia recovery... That's why you haven't heard very much of us, but we are coming together today for a very special reason. As a matter of fact, if you do not know why and you're listening to me live, hello. Uh, if you don't know who I am and you're listening to me too live, hello. My name is Will uh, with NetHeads. Uh, we are actually part of SqueeFest today, and uh, or you know, also known as the 24-hour podcast for Dogs for Good. Uh, so it's a it's a it's a charity event, something we're not usually associated with. And if you want to know more about it, go to justgiving.com forward slash fundraising forward slash pod dogs. And that's how you can uh, find out how you can help. But uh, thankfully, I'm not alone. Uh, the gentleman who is enduring what is essentially when it's all strung together, kind of like a limited series comic book run uh, or, or you know, one of those uh, title hopping runs where you, you find yourself in Green Arrow this week, and then you're in, in Green Lantern next week, and then you're you're cruising the Justice League, and then you're going to the main title. It's a long way of saying there's a guy that's doing a 24-hour podcast, and that is uh, Dr. Squee. You know him as the host of Gallifrey Stands podcast. Uh, Squee, how the heck you doing, man? Well, uh, we're now on hour 14. We're just going into of the uh, podfest. Uh, I, everything's just 
feeling a little surreal right now. It's, it's. I mean, you don't appreciate how much it takes out of you to just talk solidly for 13 hours. Basically, I've, I've featured on each one of, like, you know, like you were describing there, it's kind of like the Arrowverse, I like to think of it as, on uh, TV at the moment, that, the, you know, the, that you go throughout all these different shows. So all these different podcasts have come to me, and I've been guest or host on each of them. I'm actually currently joined uh, by my lovely girlfriend, Nicola. Say hi, Nicola. Hello. It's been kind of a little bit my producer on this, uh, and it's just, it's all gone very surreal right now. How have you been, sir? I'm fine. So wait a minute. So is it, uh, l- let me, I'm, I'm doing the math wrong. So is it like 1 a.m. or 2 a.m. where you are right now? It is currently uh, uh, 1 a.m. Okay. And computer screen has just died, which is a little concerning. But keep talking, guy. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> I, I can I can hear you, so that's what's important. Um, and and how long have you been awake? That's the other thing, because technically now you've been, like you said, you're in like hour fourteen. But and you're like, okay, well that's not so bad. People are typically up for sixteen hours, but how many hours were you awake before it started? Well, I was awake at eight o'clock this morning. Okay, well there you go. So that's four hours on top of that. So you're already at hour hour. Uh, you're at hours 16 to 18 then. So uh, so that's probably pretty brutal. I can only talk for maybe, you know, one hour to 90 minutes at a shot. I don't know how you're doing it, but uh, congratulations. And you're doing it for a good cause. So that's the important thing. You know, it's not like you're just doing it on a dare or a lark. You're, you're doing it because you want to be doing it. And that's the important thing. So good on you. And, and considering I just got involved with a, uh, with a rescue dog situation myself, how could I say no? to a podcast that's benefiting uh, dogs in any way. No, I appreciate it very much. And we got video back, which is very nice. I was worried that uh, somehow I'd have to restart the stream, which after like 13 hours, you want to complete the set. So, um, yeah, no, it's, it's been, uh, yeah, wonderful. It's a really great charity. I kind of came across this charity because each year we do an audio play for Gallifrey Stands. We're doing it again this year. This year, because I'm turning 40 in December the 5th, just a week or so's time, uh, I, I thought it'd be really cool to do something different, something extra. Each year for the audio play, we pick a charity which is close to the hearts of one of our cast members. So one year, for instance, it was for my dad because he died of pancreatic cancer, so we picked Pancreatic Cancer UK. This year, it's Dogs for Good because I have a dog called Dotty, Dotty Who, and we've now, uh, well, we've got a second dog between us uh, with my girlfriend in Murphy. And uh, we love dogs, and I also work with um, uh, intellectually disabled people, who some of which I've worked with have had uh, helper dogs, and they're just fantastic. It's amazing the work they do. And we came across this charity because Peter Purvis, who was one of the early companions of Dog2 way back in the 60s, he was also a presenter of Kids TV over here, and he's helped out with Crufts, which is a big dog show over here. Fantastic man. He is the patron of this charity, and he recorded a little bumper for us for this and for our audio drama. So, uh, and he plays a small part in the audio drama. So, it's all fantastic stuff. So, we're so glad it's all come together. Oh, the audio oh. drama! I haven't received my pages for that yet. Well, you did so well last year. We thought it would just be too obvious. It was you again. People would go, <laughs> but surely, surely that's the guy, the the continuity announcer from the radio station last year. Yeah, it's more it's more along the lines like, oh, do we have any other smaller bit parts that we can't give away? No. <laughs> oh, we already used those. Okay. Well, don't worry, Wilkins won't remember, which is true. I wouldn't. So. Do, do you want to know the honest truth? Why we couldn't include a lot of Americans this year? And this is this is me, but. 
I always think because we we travel to Gallifrey uh, on this one to the Doctor's home planet. I always think that's going to be with an English accent or a British accent at least. Ah, very good. And the the yeah, only, I, and the one thing you don't want at all are Americans doing British accents. Just no, just no. no. It's not good for anyone concerned. Uh, but no. I, by the way, sir, can I just say before we go any further, it's it really is an honor. Honestly, I do love your show, and so being on Netheads uh, in uh, Mister Huntsaker's absence, it's a shame. I'd like to have talked to to Trent as well, but uh, it's a real honor to be on the show. Thank you very much oh, for having me. No, my pleasure, and and so glad you could you could join in, especially uh, considering, like, really, it, it, it best of intentions type of situation, Trent. Uh, definitely wanted to to be here and like at the beginning of the week i told him when are we going to podcast and then he uh he you know he came back to me and he's like well hey I'm, I'm i'm not working next week and then i then i find out mon that on monday he's he's having hernia surgery and i'm like oh you're gonna be useless because you're getting essentially that's like getting stabbed in your core you know no matter which way they fix it and, and then uh, and then sew you back together so I knew he'd be useless to us, so it's okay, though. We can be nice and intimate, and we can still talk techie stuff, and it'll all be good. Now, let me ask you a question, uh, as long as, uh, since we're on the topic. So, you know, how big is, is cable cutting there uh, across the pond in the UK? You know, people that are abandoning traditional broadcast, I mean, like, does it even happen there? I mean, the difference here is that uh, it's very hard to prove that you, because we pay a TV license over here. Mm -hmm. So as opposed to being uh, adverts on all the channels, BBC One and BBC Two, the BBC channels, they don't have adverts. They're paid for by the license fee. And there's a been a big debate for a number of years because people say, well, what if I don't want to watch BBC? Why should I have to pay a TV license when there are commercial channel channels in the UK as well? So there's been big arguments over that and how that license fee money is spent. Uh, but because of that, I think people just usually keep TV because, yeah, again, otherwise it's hard to prove that you haven't been watching TV. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. So now they're trying to get it so that if you use iPlayer, which is our catch-up service, there was a loophole where you could watch anything on your computer if you didn't have a TV and not pay a license fee. Now you have to sign in through the using your license number. So there's kind of all that goes into fact. So I don't know how big it is. I think people just usually keep TV around as well because they end up paying for the license for it. So why not have it? You know, it's, fu it's funny you mentioned that because, uh, you know, I, I noticed I haven't re-upped my VPN license lately. And uh, and Doctor Who is broadcasting again. But but you say you got to enter some type of license number now too, huh? Well, go figure. What an interesting coincidence that is. <laughs> I, I, it's bizarre how these things happen yeah. uh, we're actually just taking a very uh, bizarre cross-continental selfie with you on my TV screen so if I can get the lighting to work that's not eerie at all, don't worry about that it, it, nothing, it's, not, it, it's not the lighting on your camera, it's me <laughs> you, you are just the palest thing ever apparently according to my TV yeah, um, well, I'm not yeah. surprised I'm also surrounded by like Ellie not LED lights proper, you know, not like one of those fancy lighting rings, but I have multiple monitors on me, and as long as they've got a white screen, I'm going to be uh, illuminated. And I work from home, so I never get outside. So basically, I'm a walking mushroom. Um, yeah, it looks like I'm, I'm podcasting with Casper, according to this photo. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Um, so I, the reason why I ask is because I know uh, out here, 
Uh, it's uh, obviously reducing the, the cable bill is, is a major uh, hot topic with a lot of people. And I know more people now that have abandoned, let's just say, conventional cable uh, out here than have, uh, than have not. And uh, this uh, Black Friday, Cyber Monday is causing quite a, a bit of interest because Amazon finally came out, uh, released in the public and in the wild, their Fire TV recast, which is an over-the-air DVR. And for me, uh, you know, this thing's on sale now. It's like, a, I think it's $180 US uh, for the 500 gigabit, 75-hour, probably two-tuner one. This is getting way too technical, but, you know, you can watch one thing at once and record another thing or this, that, and the other, whatever iterations they are. But for me, it's really attractive because uh, where I live, I've got Comcast uh, Cable, Xfinity. And the interesting thing they do is that they basically give you a one terabyte limit. Then they want to charge uh, uh, 10 bucks for every 50 gigs over that. You go a month. So for me, there's a lot of streaming going on in my house ever since we abandoned conventional cable. You know, there's right. regular business going out over the line. Plus, I've got a teenager, so that means lots of streaming. And now any form of visual media in the house is essentially streamed. So uh, this this new Fire TV recast is a, is a great thing because if you get it and an HD antenna, at least for when it comes to your network TV shows, because most people with uh, high-definition broadcasts, most of them can at least get the four major uh, TV networks. So that way, like for everything that's on NBC or CBS or ABC or Fox out here, and the CW maybe, I would be able to record those shows just live over the air. And the genius thing about this is you can then uh, cast whatever it has recorded to one of your Fire TV sticks or your Fire TV proper or or what have you, any one of those Amazon streaming devices. So I could cut down the amount of external streaming I'm doing, at least in relation to those shows. I, I still don't think it would help me very much overall, though, because we seem to constantly go over the limit. But still, it's a great idea, and it's a, it's a new way of thinking because, you know, this isn't a box that you've got to have in your entertainment center area as well. It could be anywhere in the house as long as it's on your computer network. So, you know, wherever you're going to get the best reception, that's just where it stands. Oh, look at that that fancy long table or a purse table or whatever they call them. Oh, and and what's that black thing sitting on there? Oh, that's just the uh, that's our over the air DVR. Don't mind that. And and never mind, it's on the other side of the house from everything it's streaming to. It's magic. It's voodoo. But then I get I get caught up in the whole. Well, what uh, digital antenna, HD antenna, do I want to have? Do I want to have an external one and go high up in the air to make sure I get everything I can, or do I just want to go with? They got fancy ones now that you can just hang on the wall inside or in a window. Right. And supposedly that's going to give you good reception. Doesn't make sense to me because, you know, it's very directional facing. But uh, but for me, I know when it comes to tech this this week, uh, if there's any one thing I've been thinking about buying for the house, it's that fire TV recast. Uh, but since cutting cable, man, I have been I have done so I, I almost feel in a way I do more TV watching than I did before, because suddenly I'm looking at all the other options that are out there, like all the originals on on Netflix and on Amazon and the like. And mind you, I had all these damn accounts already, so I was paying for them. So technically, I was doubling up. But I but I, I do have to bring up a good point about that licensing, the broadcast licensing. I wish we had more uh, publicly funded 
or uh, government fund. Well, maybe not government funded, given the state of things here in the U.S. But uh, I, I would like to see more, maybe state funded TV, because uh, I watched. I thought it was such a great deal that the uh, the season premiere of Doctor Who this year, uh, the woman who fell to Earth, I think was the title of it. It was indeed. I was excited that it was playing day, date, and time as the UK, and I thought they would treat it like they did the 50th anniversary special without commercials, and boy was I wrong. That was the longest episode of Doctor Who I've ever watched, because it had like 50 commercial advert breaks. Uh, yeah, you see, I don't miss that with Doctor Who. That's the one thing which, uh, if they brought adverts into the BBC, I think I'd be okay until Doctor Who, then I'm like, this is bullshit. Yeah, because it really, it really, I'll tell you, there. You, if there's any one thing you can tell, is that it is a medium that is not made for for commercial broadcast because it really does every commercial break throws off the continuity it throws off the the narrative if you will the story being told uh it's yeah. at least for me absolutely maddening and i feel sorry for the people that that's how they've been watching doctor who on bbc america since that licensing went out here uh, you know it's like i I've lived in a world where one way or another, I've just not been watching it with commercials. Let's leave it at that. Um, and and so when they hit, I mean, because it was, it was bad. Like my wife even said, this is taking forever. And I'm like, it's because it, it's like every five minutes they've got an advert break. And, and it's just, oh, it was miserable. I mean, not that I'm, I mean, you know, I, it was part of the content package anyway. So I was paying for it, but still, it, it's no way to live life. That that's a story that's meant to start and end without anything interrupting it in between. At least that's my opinion. Yeah, I mean it's it's uh, the thought again. There's certain shows which just seem like it's sacrosanct that they just go in one hit, and Doctor Who is is one of them for me. Especially, I'd say this new series is very much in a cinematic feel. Oh yeah. So, feels like a mini movie to me so if you put ad breaks in that it, it especially ruins the flow like we have the classic episodes of doctor who get shown on satellite over here sometimes and there was one particular uk gold used to show them all the time uh, which is one of our satellite channels and they'd have ad breaks and it sort of worked okay what they do quite often is they show on the weekends especially they show a whole adventure and they just have the ad breaks between the different episodes so you'd have four episodes or even up to 16 episodes of Doctor Who Adventures back in the classic ones. And you just have the ad breaks between episodes or every 15 minutes at most. So it's just halfway through and it didn't intrude too much. I, I think that the new way they're doing it though, it, it just really feels like it should be watched in one hit. As you say, especially the woman who fell to earth, I thought was a great adventure for that very purpose. It was just, it was meant to be seen in one hit. Oh yeah, and and this way, just breaking up, it was like it 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 was in some ways it was disconcerting. Like it, I think one of the advert breaks was right in between. Uh, however, they got from the car or from the train to the car, and then suddenly it was it was just very jarring because we had gone away to commercial break and then come back, and suddenly they're in a car, and it's like, wait, I feel like I've missed something. And it's funny you mentioned that it's it's it does have a very cinematic feel, especially considering. They're going with like the I think it's the extra wide anamorphic um, uh, aspect ratio. It, it's wider than than just uh, you know conventional widescreen. So that's why we get the black bars. At least we get black bars at the top and bottom, and and it does it 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 really opens up the frame and it gives you this large beautiful palette. So everything looks bigger and grander than just conventional television. 
And I got to say, I mean, I originally we were going to talk about this later, but unfortunately, I uh, I had a scheduling conflict. Which, thank goodness, you've got another guest later because I would have just felt absolutely dreadful if uh, if if this hadn't worked or if if that hadn't been filled in and then this hadn't worked. I was just been like, okay, well, I guess that's the last time I'll be talking to him because um, he'll never forgive me. But uh, but uh, I I guess we can talk about it here too. It can't hurt, right? I mean, if there's any one topic you can talk about, uh, but I gotta say, this new season so far, I, I've been I've been very pleased, and and I have to say too, it was probably maybe it's because it's now my my third regeneration that I'm really actively involved in and listening to, but. Um, I don't know. I, this was like my quickest transition in accepting the new doctor. Yeah, I, I'd say it did happen. I think the fact we had a slightly longer gap might have helped it, actually. It wasn't a bad thing, I don't think, in this case. I mean, it was a shame to have a year off. We always missed Doctor Who. But we had a year to adjust to the fact that Capaldi wasn't going to be the doctor anymore. I think the fact it was so much talked about as the first female doctor, that I think that was another reason why people adjusted a bit quick. And funnily enough, in the biggest change, people adjusted easier because it was talked about so much. It was so much said that Jodie was the new doctor. I think by the time I actually walked around, it's like, yeah, okay, you know, it's like anyone who's still going on about, oh no, a woman. It was just like, whatever, you know, it's yeah. It, yeah, so I, th I think that in a weird way helped it. I think she may have actually adjusted my thinking as well. I was fortunate enough to go to San Diego Comic-Con, and I was fortunate enough to be in a panel she was in. It wasn't the, the Doctor Who one, but it was the uh, 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 Women Who Kick Ass, I think, or something along those yeah, lines. It's, it's a name. And it was, uh, it was during that, like, one of the things they said, uh, you know, how it kind of came up in interviews. Well, you know, how does it feel, you know? being a woman playing the doctor and she's like well you know the doctor is an alien i'm equally capable of playing an alien as the main my all of my male counterparts and at which point i'm like oh yeah i, I guess that's right you would be huh at which point other then I, I, I realized eyebrows huh other than possibly matt smith with those eyebrows i don't know he just always looked alien to me <laughs> well there was everything very gangly and odd about him um yeah. But yeah, it just kind of reset my whole thinking. So I guess maybe it was kind of like I, I, I went in with a little bit more of an open mind. But I think part of it, too, is Whitaker's performance. I think she's doing a really good job because she's, you know, first of all, she's in the role. And, and I guess this is one of those roles where it could be easiest to have somebody uh, transition to a, a new perceived gender, if you will, because, you know, it is something that keeps changing. And, and you know, for her... Uh, as it is with every doctor, it's like uh, some of the early episodes, it's always that doctor finding themselves, understanding who they are as a person now. And it seems like maybe that's carried on a little bit longer for Whitaker, but, uh, or it's just being brought in, in, in little ways that, that kind of help draw us into the fact that it's a new experience for the doctor as well. I don't know. The overall delivery has been good. It's nice to see us getting back into his, some historical things kind of like the original original series intended. I don't know, it's been it's been an interesting ride for me. I've really I've really been enjoying it. I will say, however, I don't know whether it's the cable cutter in me or what, but it hasn't been my top viewing priority since they moved it to Sunday. Like I was very oriented for watching it on Saturdays, but just uh, not completely in it to win it for for Sundays, I guess is the best way to put it. It just it's, but I do like the fact that by the time I finally remember, it's dark outside, so then I'm watching it when it's not light. 
I, I think I, I was a bit cut up that it got moved from Saturdays, just because I'm a traditionalist. Doctor Who's slot right from the 60s was a Saturday. Whenever it got moved, it usually was associated with, only because the last time they moved it was back in the 80s when everything went on the slide. The BBC basically tried to torpedo it because they didn't have faith in the show, and that's when the show died. So when it, it moving from Saturdays just signifies death to a lot of us, and we were so worried about that. But I think the Sunday time slot's actually worked in its favour. It's not up against some of the other hard hitters here in the UK. It uh, it got decent slots. So during Capaldi's era, they were putting in uh, consecutively later and later slots to the point where they kind of buried it, and it didn't help, you know, because they kept on changing the slot every week as well. Whereas with Jody, uh, certainly here in the UK, they've kept pretty much the same slot. They moved it maybe half an hour earlier now, but that's only halfway through the series, so they gave it a time to bed in. So people were, you know, whatever they thought of it, they got used to what it was, and either they were in for it or they weren't, and a lot of people were in for it. So when it moved slot, a lot of people moved with it. And the new slot has lasted at least the last couple of weeks. Hopefully, fingers crossed, they're not going to move it again. But I don't mind once a series they're moving into a different slot. It's when they do it every week that it just tanks a show. You know, if people don't know when to tune in. I know we're in a world where people, a lot of people catch up on DVR and stuff, but still the bulk of the viewing figures at the moment are on live watch. Mm -hmm. And then you get another uptick of a, a million or so on catch up. And they've got better recording what those catch up figures are because they've now got, um, I forget what it is. They've added something like mobile streaming to the figures, so we now get a more realistic view of actually how many people are watching. Even though I would discourage watching Doctor Who on a phone, especially with a new cinematic feel, you're wasting the production value. But if they're watching and they're keeping the show going, I'll let them off, I don't care. I'll still watch on TV, they can watch however they want, but just, I mean, you're robbing yourselves is all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're not giving yourself the full visual experience. But then again, it, it, for some people, their their phones may actually have better screens than their TVs. So, yeah, well, it did go full circle because I remember when phones were getting smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. There was a joke on a TV show. It's like, look, my phone's so small, I've lost it five times today as a boast. Uh, <laughs> and and then it started getting bigger and bigger and bigger with flat screens because then you could do more stuff on a flat screen, which you couldn't do on one of the old sort of analog, if you will, phones. So it's kind of when we're in a weird state where like phones can sometimes be coming towards TVs, but now you've got a tablet in between. It's a very confusing world is what I'm saying, Will. Yeah, there's lots of, there is lots and lots of technology to get in the way or help you to watch what you want. Like I, I know uh, another show that has shifted to Sundays that I have had an issue with. Uh, once, we, once we cable cut, I instantly lost my DVR. Right, so there was some options. Now we went with the Direct TV Now app, so yeah. that that's that's an app on Fire TV, and it allows me. It's it's basically cable over the internet. That's really what it is. It's the best way to put it. They just realized, you know, instead of worrying about all this hardware, we could just have an app, and we can rely on other people's infrastructure to deliver our product. And the only time we've had an issue with it was trying to watch the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. That's the only day the service didn't it, it that morning for some reason it didn't want to work. Just no idea why. Just we couldn't connect. I guess everybody was trying to watch the parade. I don't know. 
It was a, it was, but it was a fun experience because uh, I was able to then go to the NBC app. But that's not my point. Uh, my point is that uh, it, it, it's it, I, I, the Directv now does have a DVR, and there are some things that have been getting recorded. But like uh, Supergirl fell off my radar, so now I'm having to catch up on. And, and instead of like doing this or that, I'm just going to the CW's app or their webpage. And yeah, I'm watching the adverts, but. I don't mind because I don't have to worry about a DVR. So if watching commercials, you know, pays for my ability to watch this, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not that horribly put out. There are bigger problems in this world than having to watch a few adverts. Um, so I have been I've been relying a lot on that. And in some ways, I've I've kind of tempered my oh, my gosh, I've got to see it now. Got to see it now side because I'm using things like. Hulu and the other apps in order to uh, watch the shows that I do normally watch. I'm just doing it on, on a deferred schedule. I'm just doing it, uh, you know, like the next day instead of that night. Um, I, and I think the only exception that I have is the good place I actually watch live. That's the only thing uh, that we get on net Netflix over here. We love it. It's just it's, oh, so good. But it, but so so that's uh, that's. Um, that's binge. So you're stuck binging though, or or do you get it like as a as a no, no, weekly? We weekly? Yeah. So basically, we get some shows which are shown in America on different networks, which haven't been picked up by a network over here. Netflix get the right to show them one week at a time. Like so, we get Black Lightning that way as well, gotcha. which I also much enjoy. And it is kind of uh, yeah. I mean, it's a bummer because you get to the end of the episode, and because me and Nicola were busy watching other things. Uh, when it got to, to the good place, we had like a good four or five episodes like lined up, ready to go, and we're so excited. And we binged it in like it felt like five minutes. And we go, but, but that's it. We we can't watch the whole series now. But 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 it's Netflix. You've got to be able to watch them all at once. And we no. just were ah, oh, we were crying. It's like <laughs> but we want more Ted Danson and Kirsten Bell. I'm with you. Uh, actually, that's the only thing that that the bad side of binging is definitely having to taper your expectations like like part of me has been tempted because one of the few shows that I do DVR uh, using the direct TV now DVR is the flash on the CW uh, don't don't ever miss that one but I have been very tempted to just uh, record and hold those episodes until later on in the season so that way I can just start binging and watching at my leisure up until like the the finale but i couldn't do it i tried couldn't do it i'm weak uh, you see i've got the beauty of with that and supergirl which you mentioned before because i watched them with my son and uh he's 18 now uh i'm actually not with his mother anymore so you know none of us live together but he comes around every now and again and we'll catch up and it used to be that i'd watch them in advance because i just couldn't wait but there's just so much tv i'm behind on it's like well, why not just wait until he comes around and watch them with him? So I've got a good like load. So every time he comes around, there's like three or four episodes, and uh, yeah, I don't see him as much as I'd like to. But we both got lives. What what can you do? He's an adult. Uh, so it is lovely though when we catch him. We just have a day of Supergirl, and then next time I see him, we'll have a day of Flash. And it oh, it's so glorious. It is really nice to watch it that way. I'm like I I hate looking at my um. It's like on my uh, TiVo box we've got, but it's for Virgin is the service which uses TiVo over here. Mm -hmm. 
And I hate looking on them going, you have five flashes you haven't watched. Oh, it makes me twitch, it does. But there's so much <laughs> other TV catching up on that behind them. I can but understand that. when he does that. come around, it's like, oh, it's just so satisfying. So satisfying, sir. Yeah, I've even got a tab open right now from the October 28th episode of, of Supergirl, Man of Steel. I haven't, I think I'm only half, yeah, I'm at the 19-minute mark of that one. Oops. So, you know, it's it's just what it, whenever it falls into place. But then again, I guess that's a good thing. I'm finally getting to a point where I'm not letting TV dictate my schedule. Just podcasts now. I'm letting podcasts dictate my schedule. <laughs> as as I as I had to send notice, a little backstory. I um I didn't get the uh the appearances today on the family calendar and there is also the annual uh, tree lighting that we attend that was tonight that wasn't on the family calendar. So we kind of had a, a, a just a, 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 a collision of unscheduled things uh, or, or not listed as scheduled things. So that's part of the reason why I'm not going to appear later. Uh, it's the family outing to the, to the tree lighting for the holidays. And, uh, and so, yeah, you know, podcasting is still kind of dictating my schedule a little bit just here and there, but that's about it. That's it. I, I try, you know, and, and it's, it's not surprising. Like, I, I don't know. I, I know you've got your, your professional life. You've got your podcasting life. But, you know, I've also, you know, to pull back the curtain a little bit, I, I've always, I don't want to say I've been a hustler in a negative way, but I've always been a hustler of some type. I've always got multiple, fi uh, what do they say? Multiple uh, irons in the fire. Thank you. I knew you were, I must have said the word fire somewhere in there. And I'm like, poke? Is it pokers? No, that doesn't make sense. It couldn't be pokers. Uh, but I have multiple irons in the fire, and I, like, I don't even know her. Yeah. <laughs> um, and last week, uh, for example, or actually the past two weeks, I had not only been doing my job, uh, not only being sick as well. Which, by the way, that's a major uh, inconvenience. Anytime you get stuck with a bad cold, and then it developed into a cough, and all that jazz. I mean, you know, again, people with worse problems and illnesses, don't get me wrong, but I was doing that and uh, I was helping support another podcast whose editor was out, which by the way, when you go from uh, processing the podcast of Kevin Smith, uh, you know, and it's all <coughs> what I'll just say, typical Kevin Smith content, when you jump from that to suddenly uh, doing the editing work and assembly work for uh, a, the podcast podcast i was filling in on was called uh, podship earth and all i was doing was like uh, the sound engineering and the editing but you know i was listening to it and i'm like wow this is a podcast that can really make a difference not that kevin's can't i mean they make you laugh they help bring you joy but suddenly you're like wow no i'm a part of something now this is something real at which point then you realize well wait kevin's work is real too don't say that uh but uh it was a, it was definitely a time sink and so i just wasn't watching any television and I never thought there would be a world where I would say that but you know eventually it happens but I guess the thing we learn is as long as you're managing your life and you're banking on tomorrow you can always watch something later right so well two things you just struck on there which definitely resonate with me one is letting podcasts rule your life I've I well I'm I'm on hour 14 now of a 24-hour podcast so that's literally giving up a day of my life for podcasting well not, not only that but your recovery time as well you're doing this the, the week prior that i spent lining this all up and watching stuff which we were due to talk about because people have gone oh cool let's talk about this on the show go okay i'll just fit in two hours to watch that movie and two hours to watch this tv program or <laughs> this series and so there's those extra demands you've got uh let's see 
there's all the, all the hooking up things, just contacting people. Like yesterday, I decided just to have a day watching TV, just chilling out before this. But then you get all the questions of people going, what time was my slot? What's happening here? What were we doing with this? All sensible questions, but just like that's that day gone. And in the midst of this, last weekend, I recorded the audio players that I was mentioning before, and my voice got shot because I got a bug, which was a very chesty kind of throaty uh. bug, which is still with me at the moment while I'm doing a 24-hour podcast. None of this ideal. So I'm recording this audio drum, which I actually star in as well, with a very hoarse voice, just trying to push through it for the sake of like my other wonderful actors. Some which have come down from right across the country. So, so one who come, some come from Wales, which is three hours drive away from here. So six hour round trip. They came down to do this. Another from the next city. Long, so it's not too bad, but still they've, they've traveled for it. So I felt a huge responsibility. And they've all done this because I was doing a thing. So, like, as much as I say all this stuff and I go, this is such a time suck, it's because of stuff I'm doing and people have been wonderful and showed up. So you never want to complain as well. But at the same time, you're going, I feel so rough right now. I just want to curl up and die and I don't want to answer questions from this <laughs> thing that I started. Well, uh, and, 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 and for those that aren't aware, I mean, clearly right now, I can tell you're at a point in your day where traditionally – uh, you're probably snuggled in bed and warm because you're sitting here with a, you clearly have a t-shirt and a hoodie and gloves and, and you're almost battling the elements in home because you're, you're, you're sacrificing everything to get this done. Yeah. I mean, the thing is it's um, the gloves are actually, I've got something called Raynaud's disease. Oh, okay. So it's kind of like a circulatory problem. So I've had a lot of questions today about this. It's, I mean, it's probably pretty cold in here. I actually could do and take my jumper off because these gloves are working really well. I got to the point where my hands and feet were just in, constantly getting cold, and I'm on some tablets for them. But you can order these special gloves online, which are 20% silver. Ooh. And I have no idea why this works, but it keeps your hands warm. And I've got socks made of the same stuff, and they're working gangbusters. They are awesome. For the first time in the last month since it's got cold over here after a record summer, I can actually feel my hands and feet, which is a very nice experience. I must say. Cool. Well, I'm glad to hear that then. And, and that's much better than the narrative I was setting up where you're like, I'm just battling the elements to podcast. Damn it. No, at the moment I learned battling is, uh, uh, managing to construct sentences after 14 hours of talking. Yeah, I know. So, and, and then, yeah. and then Dick Wilkins won't just fill in and keep talking some nerd stuff for you for gosh sakes. What's wrong with him? Well, no, I found it very interesting. You were saying about, we're talking about different technology and different ways of watching TV. I mean, my question to you is, sir, do you think anyone would ever buy, say if they came up with some glasses, which would show you stuff right into your eyeballs. No, no one would invest in that technology, would they, sir? Um, I would definitely. Uh, look, I was even sucked in. <laughs> I was even sucked in by like a, a Samsung commercial. I think it was uh, where they're using, uh, you know, like the. It, it was either Ocul an Oculus Rift full-on situation, or it was the thing where you drop the your smartphone into a a VR uh, holder. So that way you're using your, your phone screen as your VR screen. And it was, um, who was it? Uh, it was um, Jonah Hill with somebody. I don't know who the other star was. And they're like watching a movie together, but they're in different places. And they're watching through the VR experience. So they're even represented by avatars and turning and talking to each other and, you know, busting each other's chops from 
miles away. Um, and, and, and even I thought, well, yeah, well, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I could do that. Uh, but yeah, things that would even uh, shoot it straight in your eyeballs. I mean, I think there are... Because, you know, after the, the unfortunate death of Glass and uh, Google Glass and after the unfortunate death of my final pair of Google Glass, um, I, you know, I'm constantly scouring for what the next thing is because for me that was a, it, for a lot of people I'm sure it was a rubbish product, but for me it was, it was something I really liked because it enabled me to be able to take a picture uh, much faster than when I had to take out my phone to gear things up to take a photo. I could just wink and literally have the picture. I could instantly start running video. Um, it, it let me get some like videos of riding the rides uh, at Disneyland as I experience them because you can literally see from my perspective. So in those respects, I like it. So I'm always looking for something that is potentially going to be the next thing. And I know that there, I just recently read about an augmented reality pair of glasses that where people are coming out. And that's, that's the, it seems to be the way everyone is gearing towards. They're abandoning the concept of, of projecting the imagery onto a type of prism or a, a slightly angled piece of glass, and they're looking more to just directly broadcast that image straight onto your eye in a, in a fashion to where you can see it. That sounds creepy as hell, and it seems to be counterproductive to everything we know about light and our eyes, because, you know, there's one big ball of light in the sky, and we're always told not to look directly at it. So now we're talking about some type of... Only presidents are mighty enough to do that. Pardon? Only presidents are mighty enough to do that. Mighty dumb enough. Um, <laughs> so, they, uh, so, so now they want to focus on emitters that can project an image on our eyes, which I'm all for, you know, because that way it's still... It truly is an augmented reality experience. You're seeing reality while seeing the world around you still. So it's adding those elements. But... Uh, or, you know, even if it's just in the light functionality heads up display uh, way of the world where you're you're able to see your messages or scroll things or do this or that. I think those are great. Anything that, that you know, doesn't take you out of the moment, which was kind of the whole point of glass is it was supposed to not take you out of the moment so much so that engaging with it, you still kind of you were supposed to look up a little bit to see through the prism and see items and then like re-engage back with the world. Then, you know, it, it also made us all look weird. Cause if you wanted to wake it up, you had to, you know, to jerk your head up like that, unless you wanted to tap it, you know, which who wants it's to a bit like when I'm signing into stuff with my phone and you can use Iris recognition and I end up doing this kind of very big exaggerated eye movement. Yeah, exactly. Is peeing herself with laughter watching me doing this. Actually, speaking of which, you know what is another fun game to go do uh, when you're out in public, especially if you're at a point, any type of thing that's uh, considered a time sink, right? Meaning, you know, you're going there and you know that it's going to be a while. And that is a cool coffee mug, sir. That is. Ah. It's got Batman on it. Actually, I, uh, I'll come back to that. Um, so anytime you see that situation, and especially if there are teens around, I just like to call it, uh, I, I'm, I'm watching them snap is what I'm doing. And you can tell that they're just going through Snapchat and they're going through all the filters because you see all these people. I don't, want, I don't even have my phone in here. Oh, here it is. You see all these people with their phones and all they're doing are making ridiculous faces at them like. For those of you that can't see, just imagine I am I'm making surprised expressions at my phone 
while mouthing aggressively vowels of the uh, alphabet. That's that's kind of what it looks like. And it's just, I can only recommend if you ever get the opportunity to see Will Wilkins's duck face. It's well worth the ticket. It is. It's it's it, ladies and gentlemen. It is sex. Um, so so it, that's fun to do. That's really fun to do. And like later at the tree lighting ceremony uh, in mere minutes now. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to be watching the people. I'm not going to watch the performances. I'm going to watch the people taking selfies and everything around me. It's just so damn amusing. It is amazing the things that socially we consider acceptable now because of technology. Right down to the person. Now, mind you, when you go to the chemist or here, the pharmacy, uh, you know, that's supposed to be a point of, of extreme discretion, right? You're supposed to keep your distance from the person at the counter. They're supposed to have their space. Uh, you're supposed to have yours. You're not supposed to be discussing everything. Every other time I go to the to the pharmacy now, to the chemist, what I see, there's always at least one a-hole on his phone talking about whatever he's talking about, which, by the way, is not important enough for all of us to know about. Uh and, and usually it's when they're up there talking to the pharmacist. Look, I feel awkward if I'm on the phone and people are just around me, let alone being that person up at the at the pharmacy or at the uh, at the um, clerk uh, up front at the cash register. It's like, you know, there are some times, folks, where we still have to maintain some level of social decorum and, and actually talk to those around us. You know, uh, it's. It's not all a world like my teenager lives in where you just put in your headphones and you try and tune everything out. Yeah. No, it's, I mean, uh, the, the worst example of this was when I went over to Poland and we did a little bit of a tour around there and Czech Republic. It's many years ago. Uh, it was before kind of camera phones were quite as kind of ubiquitous, if that's the correct word. But there was someone literally posing with someone else taking their photo outside Auschwitz going ha ah! like doing a big selfie pose but a big happy one because there's because yeah, the, there's really happy Auschwitz pose yes there's nothing that says selfie like like uh genocide that's really wonderful by the way I want to remind everybody uh that uh, has has made it this far by the way uh the reason why we're doing this is not only to do an episode of netheads finally before November ends by the way, again, folks, remember the most important thing in podcasting, continuity. Um, I want to remind everyone listening uh, to uh, help well, out. Yeah, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but we actually have a little drop which tells people about the charity as well as giving their donation details. It's okay if I just play that and it's uh, with a guy called Peter Purvis, who's a broadcaster legend over here. Oh, wow. Well, you know, what we, you know what you should do is you should save that for the transition between the two shows then. What, do you, what are you doing for the transition between shows, by the way? Because I haven't been able to listen. I've been Pretty much. I'm just going to the end of the hour, finishing this call, going straight on to the next one. So do you every, have... Is, every kind of few hours I've got, I kind of like these little music blocks which I play in because uh, I just need 10 minutes. But apart from that, I just go one show to the other. Oh, there is wow. no so what, so what were you doing to fill the time when I didn't answer the phone in those two minutes? I was talking between me and Nicola and trying to just blarney until you came on the phone. Are you just, are you, are you, are you, in that case, are you like trying to quality fill or it's just like, you know what? It's a 24 hour thing. They're just going to hear what they're here. You know, we're peeling back the onion. Who cares? We're now what hour 14. So it was a lot more polished at hour two, let's just say, but <laughs> we're still uh, keep it like I'm still trying to do the stick of like and uh, by the way guys that's still in uh, need of a good course we're just trying to get Will Wilkins back here while we uh, 
do that. Why not just go along and donate like that kind of thing? But uh, well, now just like there's going to be silence for a minute while I try and press buttons. Well, now I want to hear the drop. I want to hear what it sounds like. Well, let's go. All right. Hi, I'm Peter Purvis. Since 1988, Dogs for Good has been making life-changing differences for people with disabilities. The charity supports people with complex needs, including physical disabilities, autism, dementia, and learning disabilities, enabling them to lead more independent lives through the help of trained dogs. Dogs for Good relies solely on donations, and demand for its services has reached an all-time high, so please give whatever you can. Log on to www.dogsforgood.org and find out more. Everyone involved has given up their time free of charge to make this happen. So please go to www.justgiving.com forward slash fundraising forward slash pod dogs. And pod dogs is all one word. That's P-O-D-D-O-G-S, pod dogs. And give whatever you can to support this great charity that changes people's lives for the better. And that's Peter Purvis, who was one of the companions to the first Doctor in Doctor Who. And he also presented a show called Blue Peter. I'm sorry, I probably already said this. I forget what I've said on the show. Dude, don't worry about it. I mean, he hey, look, he's the one that dropped the serious knowledge of P-O-D-D-O-G-S. I don't know that I'd even have gone there. That's the smart way to say it. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, he's the man. What can I say? So uh, that's how you donate. And um, we've been stuck at £110 for a little while now. It's, look. Don't get me wrong. If I've given up 24 hours of, of my life to raise 110 pounds for charity, that's so amazing. I'm so happy with that. But we want to get more. So the good folks who listen to NetEds, please drop money. If you're listening to this after the fact on podcast, you can still donate. It'll be just staying open. And if you donate before our audio drama gets up, you'll get that sent to you. And that's the reason why you can't focus on the numbers so much right now, because this is going to, you know, you, you got to time shift this boy. It's going to be like broadcast plus DVR plus seven, right? Or however exactly. they say those those technical terms. Well, the, the thing which we've said is that we understand also that it's payday for people in a week's time. So if you want to wait to payday and just drop us some cash, we'd really love it. Uh, I, I, I do do the audio drama right up to the day sometimes. So it might only be a day early, but you will get a link to the audio drama before it gets released to everyone else. So uh, you'll get an exclusive listen before anyone else. And these are professionally made audio dramas. Uh, with a full cast, including some people who've been in Doctor Who, both old and new Who. Yep, and 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 none of those nasty-sounding Yanks. We're not going to have those this year. Oh, There's there are one, some. Oh, there is one, huh? There's one Canadian, one Canadian, that's it. Oh, okay. Well, as long as they're not American. And he's be, being a galactic broadcaster, so that was the only way I could sneak him in. <laughs> well, I appreciated being included last year. That was fun. Uh and it gave, it gave me something to look forward to as well. You know, it's just like, hey, I get to be part of this now. Yay. Um, so anyway, uh, yeah, technology's good. I don't know. Do you even do any gaming? Do you have a gaming system in your home at all? I don't. It's one of those things where I used to play with my son. And uh, then when I um, split up with his mum, then I, I kind of always meant because the, the console was him. And I brought some games sometimes, all which I just left with him. And I was meant to get another system when I moved here, but just there's always been something else to buy. And recently my housemates moved out 
and my girlfriend moved in, which has been wonderful, but it's meant we've got more and more stuff to buy for the house. But I think the games console might be getting closer and closer to being a reality, but uh, I'll probably get a very nice little um, podcasting computer first. Yeah, I don't know what I'm... I don't. I, I, I know that the only way I've been considering gaming is if I had the opportunity to get a PS4. And the only reason why this even come, came up is because of the new Spider-Man game that came out, which... I've heard time and again, it's just, it's an incredible experience. If no, if no other reason, just for webbing around New York, even, even outside of gameplay, which it's, I could do that for hours. Spider-Man was always my go-to uh, superhero. He's the one I always liked the most, whether it was because uh, he was a non-speaking featured bit that was on a, a children's program on here called Electric Company for years. And so they looped him into my psyche that way. Uh, and then it was the first comic book that I ever read. So for me, uh, the PS4 is the only draw, but that's also literally the only thing I would do with it. You know, it's like I don't, I don't, I don't get a gaming system to game because I know I don't have that, that kind of time. Like especially uh, when my family was nice enough to get me the Xbox one year for Christmas, um, the 360. You know, they also got me one of the Batman Arkham games with it. I think it was the first one, Arkham, uh, Batman Arkham Asylum. And, you know, I just, that ended up becoming my entire Christmas break. So I, I think it's it's also good to admit what my weaknesses are, and maybe I just shouldn't be allowed to game, I think, because I don't think I have the discipline it takes to walk away from it, you know? But then again, yeah. I'm, I'm the same guy that just sat down and watched, you know, I'm talking about all this time I don't have, you know, I watched Deadpool 1 and 2 today just because I could, you know, there was no other reason. And my wife's like, oh, are you going to get ready? Oh, we got something to do? Damn. Okay. Uh, yeah, Sure. I'll do that. I'll get bathed. The Arkham games were so ridiculously addictive, though. I mean, you know, I could just spend days on those. I, I, I was up late into the wee hours on, you know, that that was one of the ones I got from my uh, son's console. And, oh, my God, is that addictive. It, yeah. Yeah. I completely get that. For me, it was only the, I think it was the first, it was just the first two. That was it. Uh, it was uh, Asylum and then Gotham. I don't What was the second one? But it was the one where it was like a full city. It's like they had. It's almost like an escape from New York situation too, where it's like they've yeah they've just cordoned off a whole part of the city and turned that into a a, a prison per se. It was Arkham Asylum, Arkham City, Arkham Origins, and then Arkham Knight. I think. Yeah. So it? so it was City was the last one that I had played, and that was when I realized yeah I just don't have the time for this i think i had played the entire game but i had like done none of the side adventures which there were plenty of because it was a damn city you know but uh but it was fun okay well so that takes that out of the play or is and obviously you want a new podcast and computer but is there any other technology you're desiring for the holiday season massive tv uh for our front room at the moment we're working with a kind of quite quite like it used to be that the what is it 32 inch whatever size tv we've got in the front room i remember a day when that would have been a fine size of tv now you see these kind of 40 50 inch whatever beauties and i just want a massive tv i i don't blame you uh the part of my family room where the tv sits i think we have like a 50 or a 55 inch right now and but it's a gigantic built-in section and the tv is actually much smaller than that because it was never filled in with anything no cabinets or anything else and and so i look at it all the time i'm like well there's so much more space and then i i look at these 75 inch tvs and i'm like oh they're gorgeous and then i remember i don't watch a lot of tv so you also the thing is you now i i have actually watched something on a 
even smaller than 30-inch TV, like, you know, what used to be, again, a perfectly fine personal TV. I watched something on there the other day. The menu you couldn't even make out. Everything's designed to go on a bigger TV now. Things just aren't designed to go on small screens because they know everyone's got a bigger screen. Yeah. So if you watch something on, again, what used to be an absolutely fine-sized screen, it just nothing works. You know, you can't read. There's subtitles to something. You're screwed. That film is ruined for you. Yeah, forget it. It's like, oh, I can't make those out. Those don't, nope, nope, can't see it. Yeah, I know. So, it's, it's funny you mention that. Where you now need subtitles to understand the Northern accent from over here in the UK. I remember, I remember when when forty inches used to be the uh, that used to be the the massive screen size. Oh my gosh, they got a forty inch TV. Can you believe it? You know, granted, it was four or five feet deep, but you know, it was a <laughs> yeah. Anyway, well, you know, I I don't know how to tell you this. Our time is done. We you got to the end of another hour. Are you ready I was to cry? Say, I think it's the end. <laughs> Don't say the end, otherwise I'll just start getting hopeful. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I am really loving this. Like, it's it's one of those things whereby it's like this is so good. It's just so torturous at the same time. It's you know, it's an endurance trial, so you're enjoying it. But yeah, so we're nearly at the end of our fourteen. Yeah, I mean, ten hours left. It, it's starting to feel real that I could make it, but at the same time, I know the toughest hours are to come. Well, yes and no. I think the important part will be getting through the the hours of the wee night. Once you see daylight again, you know, there'll be hope for the future kind of thing. I think. Yeah. Right now yeah. you're just right now you're just right now you're in the darkest before the dawn thing. And yeah, then you'll get over that that hurdle and you'll get your second breath and you'll be good to go. So, I I have faith in you. I know you can do this. No, thank you, sir, and thank you once again for letting me crash your podcast. It's been such a blast. It's always really fun chatting to you, and uh, I'm honored to have all these friends around the world. It really does mean a hell of a lot to me. Well, good luck on the rest of the podcast, and for everyone else, thank you very much for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Don't forget, go to uh, the uh, – it'll be posted in the description, uh, the website, but you know it's just giving.com forward slash fundraising forward slash pod dogs, one word, P-O-D-D-O-G-S. There you see, look, that's it's so easy. Why wasn't I picking on that before? I don't know. Anyway, folks, until next time, my name's Will. And my name's Dr. Scree. And you've been listening to another edition of Deadheads on... Well, it doesn't matter. We'll be back soon. This is Netheads with Will Wilkins and Trent Hunsaker. Signing off. I know, right? But stop being a little Nancy and deal with it. Netheads. 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 We'll be back soon. Goodbye. This has been a production of Smodco Internet Radio. Sir, only at Smodcast.com. I'm so glad you dance like Trent does at the very end. I love the smokesting. I oh, that just gave me like such joy to be there for that. Well, here's a little more joy for you.